Well, before we really get started, what's your name? Uh, my name is uh, Chidozi Anima. I'm uh, from Prince George's County, Maryland. I'm Nigerian. Um, pretty much lived in the area all my life. Was born here. Okay, cool. And that was going to be my next question. So you lived in um, Prince George's most pretty much all of your life. What was growing up there like for you? So we started off in Riverdale, Maryland. That was where uh, everything kind of started up with me. So grew up around, you know, mainly like black and Latino population. Then um, probably about second, third grade, that's when we moved over to uh, Upper Marlboro, so Largo, Maryland. So kind of the same uh, background, except for like, of course, like way less Hispanics, more majority just black people that I'm around. Okay. And why'd your family move uh, from Riverdale? Um, so we like, first of all, family got bigger and, you know, uh, finances definitely got better. So that's when, you know, they decided like it's time to take the big move over to a, a better home. And if the family got bigger, does that mean you got more siblings? Yeah, yeah, it's it's four of us, definitely four of us, because that, that, our older house was like, I want to say maybe a four-bedroom in total, based on what you make out of it, but it's like seven of us living in the house. So it's like, you know, heads start to crash. It's all, it's all boys, by the way, too. So, you know, heads can start to crash, and then, you know, just... Pretty much the living uh, area was like a lot more compact versus where uh, my parents are staying now. Oh, okay. And out of the yeah. four of you, uh, out of the four of the, the children, um, where do you sit in the age range? Are you the oldest? Um, I'm the second oldest. So I'm the middle child. It's four of us. So I have an older brother and then two younger brothers. Mm, and when, what's, that, what's that like having the two younger brothers and then the older brother? Do you and the, the older brother kind of team up to, to be good cop bad cop to the younger ones um actually no our 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 dynamic is actually really different i don't really see a lot of like um i want to say like siblings kind of have like the same relationship i mean i see some but i don't i don't see it as much as us like if we get mad at each other it's like you know we probably got each other for a little bit but I can count on my fingers how many times like we actually got into a fist fight when we were younger we're like really really close to each other so you know, like, we'd be mad 15 seconds later. It's like, man, you blew me, and that's literally it, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, as a as an older brother, I would definitely say that um, because our parents had to work a lot, we pretty much raised our younger brothers. I kind of think I, I'd understand this whole parenting thing, you know, <laughs> it's, it's when the time comes. <laughs> okay, and with that, since you and your older brother were raising the younger ones, is there ever an instance where like your actual parents will tell your younger brothers to do something and they won't listen to them, but then if you tell them they'll listen? Um, there's some cases like that. Um, but for for the most part it's like pretty much, yo, know, if your parents if our parents said do something, then go ahead and do it. Because it's there's cases where it's the other way around. I tell them to do something knowing that it came from my parents, like so it's going down the chain of command was like, Well, I don't wanna do it, so let me let one of my younger brothers do it. You know what I'm saying? So going down the chain of command, they're like, No, you know, find some way to spin it, like, yo, you really gotta do this. Like what you talk about, no. <laughs> my, 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 mommy said you gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about you going to school. What was that like? I'm assuming did you start school in Riverdale or did you start school um in Upper Marlboro? Uh, like elementary school? Yeah, yeah. Go from elementary school all the way 
So I guess where you're at now, because you're a, you're like a you're a PhD candidate for for pharmacy school, right? Yeah, PharmD. Yeah. So I started um, at Templeton Elementary School, and that's right there in Riverdale. It was like literally right down the street from a uh, house. Went there from uh, kindergarten to I want to say second grade. Um, then uh, we got into the magnet school program. Um, so that's when like they're like having a lot of things with my magnet schools and then, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, STEM um, was one of the aspects that are involved within those school programs. So we moved over to Paint Branch. That's right in College Park. Um, Paint Branch Elementary School was there from third to part of fourth grade. So I actually moved like fourth grade, not third grade. So um, there, from there, um, once we moved to our, our newer, uh, what you call it, school, we went to Samuel Ogle. Once we moved to the new house, um, new school was now Samuel Ogle, fourth grade up until end of sixth grade. This was before they moved sixth grade from being elementary school uh, uh, to middle school. So it was still at elementary and sixth grade. Um, seventh grade, that's when I actually went to Nigeria. Um, my parents, so my parents had a thing like after elementary school, we want you to spend three years in Nigeria, right? Went to school in Nigeria, was there for seven months. I actually had um, contracted typhoid fever. So like literally I was about to die. So they, they pulled us out of there after I got better. I didn't even stay up to a, a, a year there, seven months. My older brother was there for already two years or whatever. Um, you know, they want you to learn the culture and things like that. And I mean, I understand it, but it was, it was, it was a lot. But um, so then uh, seventh, eighth grade, Kettering um, Middle School, High school, went to Largo. Um, I was there the whole time. And then started at University of Maryland, then transferred to Bowie State, finished there for undergrad, um, bachelor's in biology. Um, then for my PharmD program right now, I'm at uh, uh, Howard University. What was that whole experience like getting typhoid fever and really like literally being on death's door? Oh, oh man. That actually was really crazy to me. It was it was a a very fuzzy time, but I still like remember things very vividly. Like I remember points where like I feel like I felt like it, things were kind of getting worse and worse because like there was a point like my liver was inflamed, my kidneys were inflamed. Um, I had like jaundice, so my eyes literally looked like yellow. Like the whites of my eyes were looking really like yellow. Um, and then I was like forgetting things. You like. For example, my dad had called me one time, you know, just asking how I'm doing and stuff. Like, by this time, like, I'm being checked into a hospital. So my dad is, like, talking to me, like, yo, how's everything going? You know what I'm saying? Were you able to, you know, shower today and things like that? I'm like, you know, I, I, I responded normally, like, yeah, um, yeah, I did, showered and everything. I actually had to get myself a new sponge because I, I dropped the other one. And my dad's just like, hello, hello. So that entire time, I wasn't speaking out loud. I was just thinking these things. Then when it came to like actually saying those words, I couldn't remember words. So I was starting to go into a, like a delirium. So that was, I couldn't eat nothing. Like literally anything I tried to put down, like throwing up, right? Mm. Um, here's a silver lining in, in like all of this, right? So my brother, remember my brother's there. So like he would come from school and just like come check on me and things like that. Of course, my cousins were there. My uh, uncle actually owned the school that we went to. Not owned, but uh, he was the pretty much headmaster at the school. It was an all boys school. Um, my brother was like in there one night and then just said, I mean, he's looking a little off, you know. 
let me can you let me call the nurses, you know, just to check on them. So they check on me. It's like in the middle of the night. They check my um my blood pressure and stuff. It was really low. They saw I needed a blood transfusion and stuff like that. They're like, yo, he needs this immediately, you know. So we call my parents, scramble and everything. Um, I, of course, I'm not doing this. My brother is doing all this and my aunt and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they call. You know, oh yeah, this is what's going on. This is what he needs. My mom's like, yo, I don't want y'all to give him anybody's blood there. Like, I don't know if y'all tested it or nothing like that. And I feel it, right? So who's the next of kin or somebody that they feel is related? My brother. So they use my brother, um, got his blood, they're able to give me a transfusion. The crazy thing about all of that is the fact that after the fact, you know, we asked them like, yo, did you test the blood and stuff like that to make sure it was a match and stuff? They're like, nah, we just extracted it and put it in. You know my blood type? My blood type is O positive. That's the universal donor, right? And so Mm -hmm. it can give to any blood type but it can only receive O positive. <laughs> My brother's O positive. <laughs> Yo, if if that disease didn't kill me, then that blood transfusion would have killed me if I had a different blood type. Oh. If my man. brother had a different blood type, yeah. Well, shout so, out to your brother. Shout that's there. Yeah, that, that's that's my guy. Yo, like that's my, <laughs> me and my brother's are really that's my guy. Like legit. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. That experience with uh, typhoid fever, is that what led you to getting into fitness and really taking care of your body? Or was it like school sports or a weight training class? Um, it was more so, um, so this is now, we fast forward to like 2013. So around this time, you know what I'm saying? You're in college, you're drinking a lot. Your diet is definitely not in check and things like that. And I noticed I started getting the Gucci belly. Like, I was like, I looked down. I'm like, dang, what happened to my packs? <laughs> like, because I mean, I, I played sports in um, high school and then I've always kind of been active for a while. But it's like, it's like I'm looking down now because like now I'm more of a more sedentary, not really, you know, exercising like that. I look, I'm, look, I'm looking down. I'm like, dang, man, I got the Gucci belly. I do something about this. And the way I am, I'm always like, if there's something that I don't know about, I'm not afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I always encourage somebody, if you're first starting your fitness journey, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what to do and you're, not, and you're walking into the gym and just doing what you see the next man doing, you're not really going to get any results. You need Anything you do, you kind of need a plan. So I, I was like, all right, well, let me go ahead and get a personal trainer. So that's literally where I started. got myself a trainer and, you know, I didn't have the, the the traditional trainer experience where it was like, you know, you go into the gym and they're there and, and with you and everything. And I did like an online program. So he kind of sent me the workouts I need to do when I take rest and things like that. And yeah. um, that's actually uh, Push You Physique. Um, used to be uh, TAL Fitness, you know, shout out to him. Mm. Uh, he's literally the reason why everything was kickstarted. I would definitely say he's a catalyst. Before we started recording, you said that you hadn't looked at any of the questions because you kind of wanted to be a surprise. So I'm definitely going to surprise you now. Uh, Fitness is a broad topic. And as you know, there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of ground to cover. So with you, uh, this is actually the first time I've done this. I want to do a 60 second lightning round. I'm going to ask you questions about fitness and you're just going to give me the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to I'm going to start the timer. Uh, I got a three second buffer. All right, in three, two, one. All right, what's your favorite workout? Um, squats. What's the fastest time running a mile? What's your fastest time running a mile? That's so funny. I just beat it. Seven minutes, 15 seconds. Damn, okay. What's your least favorite food? 
my least favorite food um surprisingly it's fried chicken <laughs> okay what's your one rep max for deadlift my one rep map for deadlift is 565 or 5512. Okay. Who do you look up to for fitness inspiration? Um, one thing is, uh, first of all, I definitely look up to, uh, there's a few. There's Omar Bolden. All right, all right. Definitely just, The Rock, man. We're just going to go with but, uh, yeah, go those two. With Omar okay. Bolden. Let's say Omar Bolden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's better, working Kim out in the heat or the cold? Heat. All right. Your heat. Last one. How many burpees can you do? Um, straight about fifty. Jesus Christ, fifty. All right, all right. Good job on that. Let's talk about your fitness Instagram, Doze Off Fitness. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm mm. assuming that's a play on words with with your name, but is it also a play on words because you like sleeping? Oh no, no. So so my name is Shidozia, right? So I take the Doze from my name. There's that. That's one. Two, because I'm in the field of pharmacy, like dose kind of like a drug. So that's the play on word, too. So it's a dose of fitness. Oh, I always, exactly. I was looking at it like doze off, like I'm going to sleep, dose off. Oh, oh yeah, sleep. nah. Okay. What inspired you to start the channel? Because there's plenty of people out here who just lift. Why did you want to uh, start creating fitness content? Earlier in um, my fitness journey, you know, a lot of people were just like, have you considered training and things like that? That was definitely something that I never thought about doing, but because I really do enjoy um, working out, period, and the fact that a lot of people were really asking, me, oh, I'd let you be my trainer, I'd let you be my trainer. And I was like, all right, well, I, I, I can take a look into it. But I, I, the way I started off, it was like more so like training people that are like close to me and stuff like that so I can see if I can invoke a change within that before I start you know, experimenting on other people. So I'm not certified, but I have eight years of experience and then one year of training experience. And it's actually been pretty good. Okay. And is getting certified to become a personal trainer, is that uh, something on your list that you want to accomplish? Definitely this summer, yeah. We're working on it now. Yeah. What's it like being in the fitness blogosphere? Uh, do you ever feel like you need to know more than the next fitness guy to stay competitive, or does everybody just kind of do their own thing? I, I, when, whenever I'm giving anybody any workout to do, I want to make sure I know what it is they're doing, how it's going to affect their body, and what body part it's actually targeting. Right. So um, it's, it's our job as trainers to be able to you're, – you're a teacher at the end of the day, never, never in my, you know, <laughs> existence did I imagine that I was going to end up becoming the teacher. This is a, definitely a position where you are a teacher, you're teaching somebody something new. And if you're doing it incorrectly, you can severely injure them. So you need to be adept to all the information that's related to what you're doing. So I never put anybody anything that I haven't been through or I haven't done. And of course, I know that they're beginners, so I shouldn't train them the same way that that I trained myself and that was a learning curve for me that's why I was good at like use my brothers or whatever as like starting points what's the difference between how you would train a more advanced person versus a beginner do you find that you're more hard on the people who know what they're doing or are you more hard on the beginner because you're trying to build up that that motivation and that discipline muscle I would say I definitely am more hard on the people that um, are adept to the information because it's like Yo, you, you, come on, you know you're BSing right now. Like, come on, you could definitely give a lot more of that. And you can tell when somebody is, like, not giving it their all, especially if you say, all right, look, 
this is a little ploy I can I, I get my clients with sometimes too. It's like, all right, look, I just need you to give me, you know, give me fifteen this this set and I let you go. And they crank it out really fast. I'm like, ah, you weren't really tired. There it is. All right, we got another set. Like, are we doing fifteen for that set? Like, are you kidding me? You just crank it out and say you get some like boost of motivation. But especially if you're like dragging your feet the entire workout, it's like, come on, there's no way you can be this tired. Like you can you can gauge it. You can definitely gauge it, but I'm always asking, you know, how you doing? Where's your heart rate at? Things like that, you know, just to make sure um, people are okay. Do you mm -hmm. use anything like a, like a fitness tracker or a fitness watch or anything? Or do you just more so listen to your body and, and know how your body is reacting to what you're doing? I pretty much know how my body reacts to what I'm doing, but I also use, like, if I'm running, I use Nike Run Club and then... Um, while I'm working out my Apple Watch activity, I always have that on. So I do check my heart rate every now and then. And it's not necessarily to see if I should stop. It's it's more so to see like if I if I can do more. Like if my heart if my average heart rate isn't like around between maybe one forty one thirtieth to one sixty, it's just like I'm not really doing that much work to burn these calories that I'm trying to burn. Especially if I'm like doing like hit workouts. I'm glad that you mentioned calories. I want to talk about that next. When people start on the fitness journey, they just think it's about lifting weights and getting big. But I know that you know that it's definitely also about the food that you consume and your diet. So can you talk to me about your diet? Do you do meal prep? How does it all work? So I do, I do meal prep. Right now I haven't been meal prepping that much really because like I'm just at home and stuff like that. I'm not really ordering food out. It's it, it when it when do when it comes to the diet. Yes, you should watch what you're intaking. Anything that's excessive in the body is going to be too much. So my thing is, it doesn't mean that you should just completely give up foods that you really like and start eating grass and <laughs> super lean meat and stuff like that. No, it's just watching the amount of times you eat a specific food or what it is that you're putting into your body. And if you understand, I need a balanced meal with you know, the good fats, the protein, um, veggies, things like that. You're like, all right, cool. That's, that's going to be enough for me. I don't really like count calories in my, in my meals or, um, or anything like that, but I just make sure I'm getting the right balance of nutrients into my body. Okay. Is it possible to get super ripped just by eating whatever you want? No, it, it's not possible because you still have to do the work that you're doing as well especially if you have like foods that are like staying in your body for too long like eating the wrong foods like like simple carbs versus complex carbs the way it breaks down is a lot more better on the body for complex rather than simple carbs for example so like replacing potatoes with sweet potatoes like you have to literally like kind of pay attention to what you're putting in that's what, that's literally what i'm saying because that that getting big aspect is going to distribute way different versus when you're actually like working out or um, eating right mm, okay so would you say you're more of a calories in calories out kind of guy i'll be i'll say i'm more so uh just watch what you eat kind of guy because i'm not really watching calories in calories out. i like watching calories out as in like the fitness aspect like me working out physically but not calories in with like what I'm eating and things like that. I just got to make sure I, I have a, not a super big portion size, a big enough portion size. It's like, it's, it's, there's no like clear cut, you know, um, what you call it path to getting fit. It's not, Oh, you got to eat less of this, eat more of this and work out this many times a day. 
everyone's body does not react the same way that your body reacts. Okay. So, so as, um, a lot of times some people can be pretty much talking about what happens with them, especially when they're kind of first um, starting out. Like that's one of the pitfalls. It's like you're, you're always talking about things that really works for you. You just got to be mindful that just because this workout works for you doesn't mean it's going to work the same way in another person. I want to talk about or go back to something you said earlier. Do you <laughs> feel like being in pharmacy school and the stuff that you learn uh, you know, pharmacology and all that other kind of stuff. Do you feel like that gives you a little bit of an edge when it comes to fitness? I definitely do feel it, it, it does give me an edge because one of the things you do have to learn is anatomy as well. So one of my one of my trade secrets really is if you know the way um, the anatomy of the body works, then you can literally add weight to that and move in that fashion. For example, with a squat. When you're squatting, your quads are involved, your hamstrings, your glutes, and then the stabilizers is your core area, right? So say you do a normal squat, like you feel, where do you feel that? You mainly feel that in your legs. You're like, all right, well, now I can add weight to that. Now you have a weighted squat, you know? So if you understand space, the, like the, 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 the spatial awareness of your body and the way the muscle fibers move, you can understand how it's affecting you, how a, a specific workout is affecting your body. When you're working out, do you ever see, uh, or, or what am I trying to say? Like, have you ever, let's say, like had an injury or something, and you're like, okay, well, I'm injured in this area, and I know how the muscles work, so this is what I should do for recovery and therapy. Yeah. One of the things I always say is when you do injure yourself, like if it's not like a break or it's like kind of like a sprain, I would say instead of, because a lot of people would just like completely stop working on it, period. Like, I'm not going to put any pressure on this shoulder or I'm not going to put any pressure on this knee because I injured it. Like, the muscle fibers have to, like, when you're working out, you're breaking down your muscles. So when they break down, the new muscle that comes in is a lot stronger. So with that theory in mind, if you're, if you're still, it doesn't have to be the same, you know, uh, intensity as that other leg or that other arm. But if you can be able to, at least do a little bit of work on that, you're still building those muscles and it's helping with recovery. If, if you were to get your, your knee, uh, your ACL fixed, you're not gonna just like keep it still the entire time. No, you have to re-strengthen it. And that's why what working out physical therapy is still a form of exercise. So this one's a little bit more of a, a personal question for me. I have uh, mm -hmm. flat feet or my left foot is really flat. And whenever I run, I end up getting uh, what's it called? Like plantar fasciitis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what should I do? Should I like use a lacrosse ball and roll it out? Should I just stretch and keep running or what should I do? Um, whenever it's, it's, so you usually kind of get like a sharp shooting pain, like right under the foot. Yeah. And it'll go up into my leg. And if I squeeze a part, a certain part of my leg, I, I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely something that you should talk to your doctor about, for one. Um, two, uh, one of the things that can help you is um, compression socks. So that kind of like adds a little tightening effect to that foot. So it doesn't feel like, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's still like stabilizing it a little bit more so you don't feel them as much, feel like that shock as much. And then your shoes definitely matter. What shoes do you usually run in? Uh, run in some New Balance. Um... I mean, for me, I feel like, like Air Maxes work a lot better for me. Um, have you ever tried running in different types of shoes? 
Yeah, I used to run in some Nikes, the uh, the the Rochers or Roshis, however you pronounce oh, it. Oh no, those are terrible. Those are terrible to run in, man. <laughs> well, well, they they, they wreck me because my I got I got flat feet too. Yeah. So they they definitely wreck me. Like the Rochers kind of wreck me if if I run in them because they they literally have no shock absorbent. So yeah. whenever you step on a rock, you feel the rock. It's like ouch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well. I'll uh, consult a doctor, even though my fiance tells me I should have been doing that a while ago. But I can't, ever, <laughs> I can't let her know that she's right. Um, yeah, I mean, you, people usually listen listen when somebody else that isn't close to them tells tells them. I don't know why it works like that, but oh, it, what happens. it definitely <laughs> it definitely works like you're, that. You want sometimes your, your pride is too much that you don't want to give them that satisfaction. Like I told you so. Yeah, no, but like they said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. For your fitness workouts, you, we talked a lot about strength training, lifting. You even mentioned uh, hit high intensity interval workout, or I forgot mm, what the T training. stands for. Yeah, there you go, training. Do you incorporate any mobility or flexibility exercises into your workout? Not really. Um, if you're if you're talking about mo- mobility, I mean things that like work on the fast twitch muscle. Um, things that um, allow you to, so like sprints and things like that. That's that's something that, that I can add. Um, like for example, like more, a lot of my workouts, I try and incorporate. Make sure there's like some sort of car- cardio involved. If if like shredding is something that somebody's trying to do, cardio involved, and then a lot of high um, high rep activities or timed activities. Because when you're actually working, when when something is timed. Uh, versus just doing a number of reps, sometimes you're not working your muscles enough. Like, vers- like say I'm saying, okay, one minute straight of curls versus, oh, do 12 curls. You know what I'm saying? You may not feel as much intensity within the 12 curls versus the 60 seconds. Mm, okay. Uh, we're going to start wrapping up here. Um, as somebody who's been working out and been in the fitness world for so long, I'm sure you've come across people telling you, Frankly, just a lot of bullshit when it comes to fitness. Um, do you ever hear people just kind of saying stuff and you're at the gym and somebody says something and you're just like, oh, that's not right at all? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. But I don't, I don't, I don't approach them like that. I, it's, it's more so some people can be given the wrong information at times or they, they have been doing something a specific way and they thought it was right. Uh, I, I would kind of correct them more so like, Yo, you know, if you try to do, you know, this such and such, that can really help with you not feeling it, you know, in this part of the body. Um, you should definitely give it a try. It's versus like you're doing that wrong. Like you know you're doing that wrong, right? Or no, you shouldn't do that at all. You know, I don't I'm not gonna approach you aggressively because your people are more likely to listen if you like level with them. So I wanna I wanna throw out a, a hypothetical for you. Let's say you're working out. Mm-hmm. And you meet a girl, you guys hit it off, and you start working out together, but then you find out she doesn't re-rack her weights. Do you still continue to date her? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a teaching, it's a, that, that's a teaching moment right there, you know? <laughs> that's definitely a teaching moment. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't come into your room and then just throw my shoes onto the bed or where, or exactly where it doesn't belong, and, and that's that's just not how things work around here. We gotta re-rack the weights. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm definitely guilty of it too. Like, there's definitely times where I'm just exhausted and I don't pick up my weights. I oh. have definitely had moments like that. One time, guilty times, man. I'm human, <laughs> bro. It's a safe space. <laughs> One time, I was at the gym and 
because I, I always re-rack my weights because I never want to be that guy. And I, I like sometimes I, I'll get upset with people that didn't do it. There was one time mm-hmm. where I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to re-rack my weights. And I was overdoing another workout. And this guy like came up to me and he was like, are you still using the leg machine? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, well, you just forgot to re-rack your weights. And I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm never not doing it again because I thought this guy was going to beat me up because he was, he was fucking huge. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore. Let's uh, start wrapping up here. These uh, last two questions I always ask my guests. Um, what's okay. coming up next for you? Um, what is up next? So right now I am, uh, I'm actually trying to figure out a way that I can be able to kind of use my platform as a way to help with, uh, everything that's going on. Um, so I mean, just a preliminary idea, uh, will be posted onto my, um, <laughs> page when someone hear this and they're like, mm, maybe I should take it, <laughs> but no, I'm definitely trying to find a way to, um, definitely raise funds towards the, um, the fund, the Minnesota um, fund. So mm. that's that's one of the things that I'm trying to do. Um, as how I'm going to do it, definitely probably an online workout. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Okay. Uh, also, really quick, um, how how is uh, school working out for you since like COVID and quarantine? Did you did you finish the semester online? Yeah, finished the semester online. It was terrible. I hated it. Not that I I failed or anything. I didn't fail, but it's I I don't study well at home. Um, that's one of the things that I've known since I was younger. So I'm being forced to stay at home because everywhere else is closed. And then also in class, I I it's really hard for me to pay attention in class because there's just a lot going on. So our classes are more so like recorded and everything. So I, that's how I learn a lot of my information is by listening um, on the recording if I wasn't able to pay attention in class. But now we're like, in this case, we're kind of forced to sit in Zoom and listen in on class and participate while uh, while in there, in most cases doing some busy work as well. So it's like, yo, now we're getting extra work on top of having to stay home and it's hard for us to study. Like, and I, I think there can, there's a lot of people that can agree with the sentiments. It's like, yo, you expected us to pay attention in like while sitting in the regular classroom, how hard do you think it is going to be for us to pay attention while staring at a computer screen? I definitely went to the orthodontist, not orthodontist, but optometrist um, two days ago, and my eyesight definitely got worse. I wear glasses, so they definitely got worse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the last time, the time before that, the time before that, I was literally there four months ago Mm. and had gotten a new prescription. So that should tell you a lot. I've literally been in front of a screen for so long. Yeah, you end up getting that eye strain. Yeah. All right, last question. Where can people go to learn more about Doze Off Fitness or if they want to uh, start their fitness journey with you? Um, definitely, uh, first of all, follow me um, on Instagram at D-O-Z-O-F-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Um, definitely shoot me a DM or send me an email at dozeoffit at gmail.com. So that's dozeoffit, D-O-Z-O-F. F-I-T at gmail.com and we can move from there. Really the last question this time. How many how many times a week do you work out? You work out every day? Um, four to five times um, out of the week. Ah, gotcha. All right, well, anything Even God else? rested, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to bring up that we haven't already gone over? Um, I think we pretty much covered our bases. I do want to thank you for... Um, you know, reaching out to me um, on everything and I uh, definitely uh, appreciate what you're doing. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity. Well, sir, uh, thank you so much for sitting down with me, and uh, you have a good rest of the day, all right? All right, you too. All right, man. Peace.